Hello and welcome to the Virtual Clinical Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sunderland. This is a spot where nurses share their stories and their experiences to provide mentorship as well as help nurses and soon-to-be nurses just like yourself along the way. I hope you enjoy these episodes. Exactly. I have a story. I was in the military. I was doing chief of nursing education and staff development. I heard about a play, and this is, uh, I was in Virginia uh, for or, uh, Eustis, Fort Eustis, and there was a theater group on the, um, whatever, the campus on the, on the base, and they were doing a two-person poem about death. So I called them and I said, you know, we've had a couple of deaths on the unit. This was back in the like late 80s. Uh-huh. Would you guys be able to come and do a portion of the show? And they said, absolutely. So I checked with my chief nurse. We we had a, <laughs> I put signs up. I put the blue light special, like, you know, at, at yeah. Walmart or Kmart used to have. <laughs> and it said, class at 2 p.m. or whatever. Can't tell you what it's about. Just come. So I didn't tell anybody. It was like a mystery thing. Well, they set up a sheet, like a curtain, you know? Yeah. And they did this play and it was about death and dying. And it was fabulous and people were crying their eyes out it allowed us to ventilate get our stress out cry about these deaths because there were you know how they say things happen in threes yeah well, now with the pandemic they're happening in many many more yeah. but at that time it was traumatic to have in our smaller hospital to have three deaths this period of time so i was non-traditional as a chief of nursing education to try to do classes that just like you mentioned with the death poetry haiku Take a chance, do it differently. You never know who you'll connect with because they're, not everybody connects didactically with, you know, structured ABC one, two, three. Right. And they hear, you know, they're, they're either audio listener learners or visual, you know, there's just different types of learning. We know that. So yeah. try to appeal to as many as you can. Yeah. And um, I also wonder, so like that just, made me think of a whole like several things, obviously <laughs> right but like you like speaking of like putting on shows and all this stuff you know I I often sit not in this particular office but I will take walking meditations and do nothing but just think one of my biggest one of my biggest skills I know this sounds kind of odd for some people but it's not to me because I finally learned how to like really handle this is that I love to think about things I love to think about them a lot <laughs> and 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 at some points people are like but how do you just spend time thinking about things? It's because things are really beautiful and they're really in depth and you can get really creative with just thinking about stuff. And I've thought to myself, you know, in life, I, I would love to create a Netflix series on my unit, right? That's one of the things that I would love to do. And I would love to, to put together patient stories. And I've thought about doing a whole different podcast on the patient experience about different things that have happened to them, even like within their own stays, kind of like what you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how awesome would it be to have that kind of perspective in a sort of controlled manner, right? Because I wouldn't want to go off the deep end, but, it, but in a way that people could share, you know, their thoughts and perspectives and feelings on things that people would be heard. You know, and I think, I think like to myself, like as we're just, conver- you know, having this conversation about just all these creative values and stuff, like 
people get get your creative juices out yeah, there and like absolutely. write a book or make a movie because I'm right. just thinking about things now and I'm like man I gotta go create a Netflix series right now oh this you know what great. you know what we need to continue this discussion because I'm a producer that's <laughs> I awesome just produ- produced my produced whole series three right <laughs> three things produced I we just did uh, Life After Oblivion. It was in the Armed Forces Film Challenge, and then the GI Film Festival. That's I awesome. I with two male veteran friends. That's like I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, yeah. GI <laughs> Film Festival. Yep. And what was, was the other Life, one? Life After Oblivion was the name of the film, and it was the Armed Forces Film Challenge that we did the film for, and it went on to the GI Film Festival. So my one buddy wrote the screenplay, and then. So Tommy wrote the screenplay, Floyd and I and Tommy and two other women, Sue Vickery, who's a filmmaker, and Char Yolen um, from L.A. We all produced it. Uh, Floyd directed it. I publicized it and cast it and acted in it as the psychiatrist. That's awesome. And this was pa- this past year. And we finished the film right before the pandemic started. We had like a film challenge with other groups. We were the only group that went on to the GI Film Festival. And it was exciting to see us part of that festival this year even though it was virtual um so the sky's the limit i just i just want to say something netflix thing we can talk about i'm going to i just want to say something real quick so i'm usually a uh uh every now and then reader of horoscopes and just kind of like like to read things and like to see what i'm kind of up against and i knew that the year of 2020 2021 excuse me was actually going to be a tough year for me based on my horoscope and I normally don't like put too much focus on it but like it's been significantly true right and I'm kind of like okay well at least I was prepared at the beginning of 2021 that challenges were going to be had and I had to overcome these challenges and it's been really eye-opening but I've been very mindful through it and then I read my September one and I and I, I swear it you know it said you're going to meet someone and you're going to make a connection with someone who's going to alter your life. And I'm like, this is this lady that's altering my life right now based on her conversation. Because I'm like, man, this is so cool to meet someone that does this, that I can kind of ask questions to. I know this is kind of like really off topic, but this is my podcast, so it's okay. Um, But it's kind of weird how these things align because just hearing about your perspectives and how you produce things and how you create film just opens my mind so much more. Because I've met, I've I've kind of seen people that do this um, as well, like just out there on on different platforms. Like I think right. one who I think her name's Denitra. I she's on my LinkedIn and she creates film, and I don't know how she does it, but she does these films and and they look amazing. I haven't watched them yet, but meeting other people that actually do this in real life and know the process and know how to how to like get out there, it's just so more like so valuable to everything that, that you kind of want to do even if you don't want to make film people meeting about people, it and, and all yeah exactly yeah. like so so my my next question you know about this whole thing is how can how can a student publish a book if that's what they're really passionate about uh well there are different ways to publish a book you could self-publish as i have this time okay you can go to traditional publishing which is extremely difficult where you need an agent first and you have to query or you know send uh, synopses of your manuscript to many different agents or find the right one for you, either nonfiction or fiction or whatever you're writing. And then there's a hybrid publishing, a third type, where you you kind of have an agent. They, they kind of you pay them and they set certain things up, but then later on you need to still publicize it. So publicizing okay. your work is the hardest part along with writing the thing. 
and then getting it edited and all. There's a lot of steps. It's not that easy, but if you are committed to writing, writing every day or a certain you know schedule in time or when when it hits you, go for it. You all have all you nursing students even have stories in your hearts already just from nursing school. Yeah, you know, and, and so uh, there's also if you Google, you know, writing resources, um, nonfiction authors association. I was just on a podcast this morning with the Southern California Writers Association. Um, I'm a member of San Diego Writers Inc. Um, there's a San Diego Writers Festival. There are in my area, there are many resources to be able to get started. You can find writing coaches. Uh, you can write a memoir. There's different type, you know, genres of writing. So my genre is poetry and nonfiction. Um, there's also medium.com. Uh, I've been published in Authority and Thrive, um, Ariana Huffington's company as, as well. <clears throat> you can start a blog on WordPress or on Wix or any of these platforms. There are so many ways people could write and we can, you know, I'll be happy to um, host a, a Zoom on that too sometime um, to get people started. That'd but, be awesome. You know, it's, and it's good for you to reach out to the nursing students and first years. Oh, yeah. Especially during this time because there's, in your downtime, if you're working 12, three 12s in a row and you just need to just collapse, why not write about how you're feeling, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes I'm a little too tired in my shift, right? But I, but I do re really enjoy writing. Um, I, I wouldn't say poetry is like kind of like my first choice <clears throat> of writing. I just kind of like making words rhyme in different ways. And it could be, mm -hmm. poetry. I don't even know, but I also like syntax of things. I like mm -hmm. words. Like I like specific words. I, think I do too. All, yeah. the, all the ways and how it sounds and people make fun of me all the time and rightfully so, because I allow it to happen, but I will, I purposely pronounce words wrong. <laughs> um so hors d'oeuvres to me was whore's divorce whore divorce like, the longest time uh, exactly right I don't know if you could see that you can't see this wait I'm going to shut off my for you and me my video my virtual and I'll show you where I am now for real here I'm going to say none so that I can show you I have uh, a list oh, of yeah. words that I keep on my um phone yeah. Like bewildered, perplexed, relevant, relevance, relentless, ingenuity, resourcefulness, vivid, verve, charismatic, in, eclectic, chortled, reticent, mesmerizing, wistful, maverick, champion, tenacity, brazen. And I learned one called miasma. I forget what it oh, means. I have to look one. it up again, but I never, wait, I got to look it up really quick because it was, <laughs> I'm like, what? I never I used, knew that. I used the word cattywampus today and my student was like, what did you just say? And I was like, Caddy Wampus, you know, like, things are kind of like weird and they're a mess. <laughs> That's great. And That's she's good. like, I have never heard it. I was like, yo, we're going to do an SAT word of the day. Today's is Caddy Wampus. <laughs> okay, here you go. Guess what miasma is? We are all familiar with this as nurses. A highly unpleasant or unhealthy smell or vapor <laughs> or an oppressive or unpleasant atmosphere which surrounds or emanates from something. That's my so, unit. No, uh -huh. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> So that's the word of the day, miasma, miasma. I like that. I, yeah, 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 I like yeah. that a lot. Yep, yep. So um, now where were we? I have no idea. Um, we were talking about writing. We were talking about how to, that you can actually publish like simply on a blog, on your own blog. Mm -hmm. um, Medium.com is a great online resource. I've seen a lot of people actually publish on Medium 
I haven't yet gotten to medium because I'm at the point, you know, where I tend to like be creative with like, like specific things. So if I find a journal, it, there's gotta be something that moves me to put stuff in that journal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't just like write random things in a journal. Oh, like, well, yeah. I just, I just yeah. ruin that journal. Right. So medium needs to fit some sort of like purpose. Purpose is the word of the day, mm-hmm. as well as miasma and every other word we've, we've said. Exactly. But, um, but I, I'm, I'm one that kind of, you know, if it's going to be a medium, it's not going to be something else I've done on, on a blog, or it's not going to be something else I've done on a podcast episode. It's got to be something a little bit different, right. but similarly within the scope of whatever I'm putting out there. Exactly. It's so. a little different rhythm. And, and in, on medium, it, people kind of clap for different articles or whatever. And okay. then they say how long it took people to read it. So if people stay on the article and read the whole thing, and it's like a 10 minute article versus looking at it for the first 30 seconds and leaving it. They, they monitor that kind of stuff too. So you That's have to awesome. be careful. Um, people could get started on Twitter and write in the, what, 280 characters. And that's kind of a micro blog right there. Oh yeah, but, you're right. But be careful. And, and there's a, such a thing as a hashtag nurse Twitter. There is. I, I, I kind of follow it. That. I kind of stay away from it most times. So it makes me anxious. Sometimes <laughs> it does very, too. It makes me it, a little yeah. anxious. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of mindful about what I what I read on Twitter and kind of what I allow mm-hmm. myself to read um, simply because I don't want to get too caught up in something that I don't either a understand fully and get upset about it or right. B I have, I have things to do. You know what I mean? Like I just don't want to spend all my time on social media. So I'm very mindful of that stuff, but I do think that Twitter is a super powerful resource for people. Cause I'll tell you what, I, I do a lot of things in nursing. Um, I'm working on developing an app i'm trying to learn machine learning and python not that i have time mm. for it so i'm reaching out to other people to help me with this but uh twitter has been so helpful with the resources that are on there so that mm-hmm. so for me like if i need to find a uh, somebody that need, that knows x y and z i will tweet it and like i'll get a response like asap about the professional that wrote the book and uh-huh. wants to meet for coffee you know like awesome. things like that that are kind of like crazy to me that this world is so small and so precious that you can just, if you're nice to people, right. if you're nice to people, yep. yep. It's just, it'll get back yep. to you. Wonderful. And LinkedIn is another one that's very professional. Oh, you know, for your, Just, I would just say, be sensible with what you write, be careful what you write because it lasts <laughs> and um, do your homework and watch your spelling, especially on Twitter. You can't make any edits. So once you do a, a misspelled yeah. word, it's there. Um, you know, there's so many tools out there. I, I, I found out that my book is now at the um, airport in San Diego. That's awesome. I did TikTok for the first time. My daughter, who's a millennial helped me and we got 600 views in in a couple of days, like out of nowhere, beginning on TikTok. So these platforms are, you should learn about them a little bit before you embark on them. Yes. You don't embarrass yourself or whatever. And be careful, be careful with all your settings and things like that. Um, what, what happens to me is people friend request me that they only have one or two followers. So I know it's, it's not somebody I want to know. Yeah. Um, people that are looking for women. I'm happily married for 32 years. This is the most of the thing Please in the world. Leave me alone. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Do I need to put that in my bio? Leave me the heck alone. <laughs> the other thing but, that uh, I really <laughs> don't like about LinkedIn, I swear I receive about five financial advisor requests every uh, single day. And I just say no to them all because I'm like, no, I don't want your services. I don't want to yeah. figure out my finances. I've already done that. We're good. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so know your platforms, know yeah. who is in your network as well. Cause I think LinkedIn, 
you know, you can strategically kind of like, quote unquote, invite or friend request, whatever the process is, and position yourself so that when you promote something, the right people see what you're doing. I think that's the power of LinkedIn versus any other platform out there. And then getting to know, you know, what those people also post about. And I think posting about more relevant things, um, you can easily, I I read somewhere, I haven't done it yet because I'm really far behind in my blogging, but that if you kind of blog about, you know, what's happening in current events, more people will kind of pay attention to those things, which is true. Mm-hmm. But you got to be mindful that if you're not the expert in these things, it's probably not going to bode over well, you know, if you're just kind of spouting out information out of nowhere. Sure, so sure. that's a, that's another important thing. Yeah. And the other about. thing on LinkedIn, now see, another thing that I do, this is my volunteer stuff, is I'm a mentor at San Diego State University in their Aztec mentor program. So juniors and seniors mostly reach out to different mentors. It's a wonderful program. I wish that I had had that in, in college. And so I have students that are that could be nursing students, public health, communications, PR people, whatever. So I've been doing this for the last four years or so. Since my daughter was a freshman, they reached out to freshman parents if they want to be in this program. So I just stayed with it and I love it. So I, I've met so many neat students too, because it's a, it's a give and take, it's a sharing. Um, but the, one of the things I work on with them is LinkedIn, getting more people, you know, more followers, more connections, um, adding different groups to your profile, yeah, uh, getting your skills, getting recommendations, giving recommendations, um, following companies that you're interested in. That's such a great class that that you offer. I mean, really, I mean, because there's nothing else that kind of mm-hmm. teaches how to use these things, and what a way to really mm-hmm. like come that in and take care yeah. of people, you know? And the, and the other thing, there's so much I can teach you, you guys, not you, but you, you guys, you guys. <laughs> Me too, it's fine. I'm, I'm reflecting on my very long life. One of the things I also did was even in the 1980s, when I started doing professional um, speaking engagements and continuing ed, I kept a tally of everything I've done. So it's really basically my CV. And if you go to my website, sjfcommunications.com, mm-hmm. There's a list of presentations and you can go all the way back to the 80s up until now. And every time I do a program, I list my presentations. I do the same with publications. Mm. So get I, I would stimulate you guys to start that at the beginning of your career. If you do teach anything or if you are interviewed on anything, you can do your media interviews. I also on my website have client testimonials of people I've worked with. So if you do any nurse entrepreneurial stuff or something on the side, you know, get people to to root for you in a testimonial and say that they've liked working with you. So on mine, I have students, I have clients, um, you know, all different kinds of people I've worked with from theater to musicians, to authors, tooting my horn, so to speak. Yeah. But that's awesome though, because you need those. It's great. And you have to have a confidence in yourself to ask for them when you're finished working with them. Yeah. So, you know, as a publicist, I'm here to toot people's horns. So if I do it well, then they should tell me. <laughs> so I know that I'm doing Yay! it well. <laughs> Y'all yeah. leave her a good review on her website. <laughs> JFKcommunications.com. Wait, what did oh. you say? SJF? Yeah, SJF. SJF. Mm-hmm. Why do I call it JFK? Goodness. I know. I, I don't think I would be him. I think, maybe, you know, maybe. I was thinking of <laughs> some sort of like figure like that you've become in this life. And I was like, well, JFK is a great figure. And it kind of just traveled down my mind. So I apologize for that. <laughs> no problemo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's funny. No, but that that's absolutely true. When, when I first started this podcast, I kind of, you know, wrote to people about different things. 
um, and I said to them, hey, can you sneak on Apple Podcasts and just rate me like five out oh. of five stars? I was, I was like unshamingly like doing this because I was like, it's going to really help the podcast. Absolutely. It's going to help get people out, like your, like your voice out there and mm-hmm. really teach people and get this movement started because, you know, that's what it needs to happen because otherwise you're just kind of hidden behind the algorithm, so to speak. Exactly. So I definitely promote that use. I'm, I am unbashedly go out and ask people like, if you can please review the podcast, please do. I think exactly. I have one review on there that I've never solicited and they left me a five-star rating. I was like really impressed by it. I was like, oh, that's man. awesome. I have, <laughs> it's actually like fan, right? That's <laughs> I have, I think 16 reviews on my Amazon page. I have an author page. So if you guys do get the book, please leave me a nice, a nice review if you can. And yeah. I'm also on Goodreads. That's the other one for, for writers. Um, I was wondering if you wanted me to read any of the poems from the book. Um, yeah. If you, if are, you want to do a reading, I, this podcast is whatever you want to do. Whatever I want to do. I hope people keep listening. It's boy, it's an almost an hour. Is it about an hour? Listen, my longest podcast was about three hours. Wow. My, okay. My, uh, <laughs> and this is a, this actually a, a, a pretty good story. Um, my oh. friend Shelby came on the podcast a second time to really like let go in a way of a of a colleague's death and and her best friend's death. Um, it was a coworker of ours passed away with breast cancer. And she wanted to do it because she's like, you know, it might help somebody. It might help. I don't even know who, but it'll help somebody. And I said, absolutely. I said, even if it helps one person, yeah. you know, it's great. So sharing stories and sharing whatever you need to is absolutely. Um, we are recording, right? I just yeah, want to make sure. Absolutely. Okay. Cause on mine, it doesn't say recordings. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there are several, I, I'd like you to pick a theme, family, uh, day shift, night shift, um, writing. I don't know. Give me some ideas. I wish you had it in front of you. Let's do like um, day shift, night shift okay. in, in the theme of, of student nurses. Okay. So let's see. Day shift. Day shift is on page 55. <clears throat> day shift. The frenzied pace amidst this place. Report is nearly starting. I have 30 patients on my team. My mission, meds, treatments, charting. I'll make assignments as best as I can, delegating tasks galore, appropriate within the scope of practice to our team of four. I'll assess each patient's biopsychosocial, spiritual needs, expertly and assertively communicating with other disciplines, indeed. From room to room on rounds, I'll check the patient's comfort, mood, are side rails up, is the environment safe? Have the trays arrived with form food? Are bedside tables near enough so dentures, glasses, books they can reach? Is trash collected from the prior shift? Any knowledge deficits where I can teach? And then the IV drips, I'll verify with, of course, the utmost pleasure. I'm grateful for the pumps which calculate the dose and measure. Is the solution correct and still on time? Is it marked with initials and date? A quick look for infiltration phlebitis, it behooves one before it's too late. And lo and behold, I think I'm, as I think I'm caught up, can you guess what has just occurred? You were right, two new admissions have arrived. So for now, my rounds have been deferred. It's almost time for lunch now. Of course, I'll surely miss again. I'll grab a late tray if I can, and much to my chagrin. Who on the team has the narc keys? I've three patients now in pain. And don't forget to call housekeeping. I've done discharge teaching again. Someone almost fell in room 10, but risk management prevailed. Three post-op patients just returned from the OR, order so detailed. The call bell rang just now in room three. Oops, I heard that crash. 
the freshly filled ice water pitcher pirouetted into the trash. <laughs> I'll make the time to read progress notes and catch up on the plans and document significant changes wherever and whenever I should or can. The time draws near for the end of shift. Somehow I feel I left something undone, but have no fear. There's always tomorrow as I welcome the morning sun. <laughs> That's day shift. <laughs> now this is the 1990s. Remember, this is the 90s, so it's but it's still relevant. Okay, I, I good. still was like, oh, I that was my day shift, <laughs> but it kind of was a dumpster fire. But so it's fine. And nobody, I think my poem titled us. <laughs> right, right. The world I, needs to know <laughs> that. And I, I think my poem would, would effectively be titled "Dumpster Fire." I wrote, a, <laughs> I wrote one on day shift sometimes. I've heard garbage was, fire and now dumpster fire. Okay, yes, yeah, dumpster fire. Okay. But <laughs> I digress. That was that was amazing. I felt like I was like really proud to be a nurse in your poem. <laughs> as so busy as your are. poem is so on point with with so many things even though you wrote it back in the 90s it mm -hmm. still holds true so many times because you still deal with the same things right yeah, yeah and I was kind of like this is so good like I didn't you know <laughs> you don't expect poetry to move you so much right and then when it does you're just like I need to do things or I need to like express something or I need to just you know move something somehow and you just did that in in, in a poem you know yeah and all those emotions, I mean, and remembrances of all those times that people were going to fall or you walked them with their IV pole or, I mean, I remember I, when I got out of the military and since then, since 1990, I've had at least, at least five or six dreams where I wake up and I'm a nurse and I can't regulate the drip. I cannot <laughs> do the IV drip. I, I'm freaking out in the dream. A horrible dream. Because the pump breaks or whatever. And I have to calculate based on yep. my math skills <laughs> from way back yeah. when. So, you know, there, there's some PTSD for certain things oh, yeah. still. Um, so <laughs> that was day shift. <laughs> That's awesome. That We're gonna give a little clap now because that was fabulous. I love when people share their talents and especially read short stories or things like that. You're my first poet. So you're the first person that has ever read some of their work live, on, not live, but like recorded on, on the podcast, I should say. So that was great. I loved Thank it. You. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, if you've worked any night shifts, of which I worked many, it's a different kind of a time. You know, it's not as frenzied. It's a little bit more relaxing, but yet you're you're still making a definite difference. And it's time. Well, I'll read the poem and then you'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> night shift. Night shift. So dear to me, despite its circadian disruption, the nocturnal rhythm sublime so inviting, so relaxing. Making rounds with flashlight in hand and night vision intuition, the serenity envelops me. Side rails up, call bells within reach, bedsides tidy, breathing in sequence. Snores and noises, unspeakable during prime time, status quo during night shift. Gentle and peaceful, those who by day lurk and cry and pester, and now between midnight and seven are compliant and yearn for peace as well. Alas, time to review and verify and stuff and thin the charts, time to read the progress notes, finally a time to put it all together, like spies looking for the clues of their lives. And if one is truly lucky, there are some chosen patients who decide it is time during night shift to ventilate, truly share, opening up the dam of their fears, thoughts, feelings, even sharing stories, enhancing our knowing. Oh, please, I yearn for these nights when the nature of nursing facilitates the connection of lives. That just reminded me of when I worked nights in Pittsburgh 
and then would travel home in the morning. Uh-huh. For some reason that just kind of hit one of those chords, you know, that you kind you kind of like leave the night shift sometimes, at least I did. And I just would think think about things, so think about things. But like the sun would rise over the bridges and kind of over these mountains and it would just be like just this like lull and kind of one of those things, you know, like about night shift that you just kind of went through and then you, you get out of it and you're like, I just stayed up all night for these patients. And I kind of needed some understanding about that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's kind of like where that, that hit me like back, back in that moment. And I worked night shift for a good five years, I think of my career, I think. And even when I work night shift in, you know, Hershey where I work now, it's the same thing. You like reach 7am and you're just kind of like, okay, how do I process this all? <laughs> I just stayed up all night and did this. Right. And how did the yeah. night go? And how did this happen? And, you know, it's kind of, it's way different on night shift than day shift mm-hmm. for, for students listening. It's, it's just a different flow, a different rhythm. And even when I was listening to those two poems, it's totally different rhythms that I hear in the words and different types of words and different expressions of those words. Mm-hmm. And that's where those differences are so true, even between not only the poetry that you wrote, but also the actual shifts that you participate in. Right, right. It's a totally different feeling. It's more peaceful. And actually, I started as a graduate nurse on night shift in, um, you know, as a grad before I got the license, you know, right when we were taking our NCLEX and stuff. So, um, so that's that one. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I I have so many. Um, Trying to think what would be good for you. Uh, well, the one about my grandmother is pretty heavy. That's a little long one. Uh, the, let's see, more about, hmm, I have so, I never know what you guys want. Uh, Night Shift Morning Report, Mirror Image. The mirror image is kind of interesting about nursing, like, because I'm a bird watcher. The mirror image. <clears throat> Like the bird in brisk flight all over creation, dropping in and on creatures, nurturing and nesting from one haven to another at all times, day or night, so is or may be the nurse. Like the bird who harvests and chirps and sometimes wails when something or someone invades their turf, so is or may be the nurse. Like the bird that flocks with their own kind or others diverse for flight and frolic, monitoring all with watchful eye and intuition, so is or may be the nurse. Yet, unlike the bird who's comfortable in the sky and wary of land, the nurse uniquely knowing, unafraid, commands the sparrows needing care, whether on land, sea, or air, and embellishes these adventures with flair, unlike the bird, unlike the bird. A little tingle there. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little tingling. I got a little tingle. (laughs) Um, Here's one. You know how the nursing profession is. This is this is our chance to teach our nursing students about uniting as nurses. Okay. Kind of, it's not really political, but it's how I really feel. Okay. And this is from the 1990s. Nurses unite. Nurses unite. Let's show the world in all its entirety our uniqueness, our strength. Let's proclaim our vision and lifetime mission to foster health and wellness on the reality continuum. Let's boast that it is us who can reform health with our own body of knowledge, identity, empowerment, and self-governance. We are not the handmaidens, battle axes, angels of mercy, or playthings as portrayed on the latest greeting card, or daytime soap opera, or an evening night uh, sitcom. 
I dare us to show the world the unparalleled significant differences we've made in leaps and bounds for years and years. Let's share our compassion, empathy, humor, innovation, how we love life and support each other. Nurses, I dare us to unite. That's that is so relevant today as it was when you wrote it. In the mm-hmm. That was what I read on nurse Twitter a lot, right? Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. people's feelings. And although you, you captured it so well in the poetry, literally, if, if you could take yourself, right, in the 90s and put yourself today and read all of like what people are talking about, let's say just on Twitter, and take everything and kind of put it into a poem today, that would be mm-hmm. it. That would be it. Because it would be it. I- And nurses are on Twitter too. Many nurses are very angry, very politically on one side or the other as, as, as humans are. As humans are. Yeah. And I try to stay away from that. I try not to proclaim anything in particular. I listen, but I don't know if there's a place for so much of that, even as nurses, because nurses are still role models. People are watching us. Yeah. So as a military nurse, in uniform I knew that I was on public display at all times whether I was in the military uniform or a nursing uniform so remember that ladies and gentlemen as you go out there you know one thing that always used to bug me even back then was nurses that have their hair all over the place put your hair up when you're working a shift it's infection control um don't sit at the nurse's station reading crap (laughs) read something that's in nursing you know if you can be careful of what your image is. I, I used to teach nursing image, um, continuing ed, back then too, and as a distinguished lecturer, and it's still the same. You look at greeting cards, there are never any professional nurses on greeting cards. Right. They're still on soap operas. They're not, you know, they show a nurse with a stretcher, but from the head down, yeah. uh, you know, they don't show the face. They don't show the intelligence intellectual part, the professionalism right. of nursing. Right. So it's up to us to do that, to proclaim it, to write a Netflix series, as you said, you know, right. it's, it, the sky's the limit of what we can do. Just need to be connected with the right people, learn the right stuff. There's many resources out there. Hang out with people that make you feel good about how you feel and what you think. Like yeah. you're my lifelong friend now, Nicole. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to come visit San I mean, Diego now. <laughs> I mean, the East Coast, you know, first of all. But uh, Hoagies, let's see, where are you from again? <laughs> Hoagie is exactly where I'm from. Okay. If anybody listening to this knows knows that, they are my lifelong friend because I'm subs. It's I'm not subs. a sub. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to say it's okay. You you can be a sub because you were in New Jersey, and unfortunately, like y'all have like subs and stuff. Yeah. But Philadelphia has hoagie because apparently there was Hog Island. Uh, and back in the day, the sailors would come in where the Navy hospital was uh, and make I these, should know this. <laughs> make these sandwiches that would just like just have everything together. In Pittsburgh, uh, it's a whole different thing. There's this there's this restaurant called Permantis that is a little bit more famous than other places, but they would put everything, including French fries, in their sandwich. And oh, so they that's do that. a big thing. Yeah. 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 So, so <laughs> that's the that thing. In, there. Uh, I was gonna say in our uh in our tacos and burritos, they put French fries. Oh, that's a great right here. thing I gotta try. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That this is in San Diego now. But uh, yeah. I grew up, well, in college, I was in Pennsylvania. I was at Elizabethtown for two years and then Widener for two. Uh, and we had hoagies. And then I went to graduate school at Seton Hall. That was in, back to Jersey again. Yeah. But, um, you know, living in so many states, a few countries and such, uh, I guess I'm, what do you call it? A seasoned, older 
professional woman. And I'm here for you guys to reach out as you can and give us some feedback on this podcast because we're pouring our hearts out to you. And we really, don't you feel good, Nicole? I mean, yeah, I, I feel do. good. I do. I had, a, I had a pretty two rough days of work and I'm like, just listening to the poetry. I'm like, all is well now. <laughs> don't worry, patient. <laughs> like, it's fine. It'll don't be fine. worry, patient. Oh, that's the other, that's, I'm going to close with that one here. Wait. Okay. If you don't mind, if you don't mind. Don't mind. Um, what's it called? Non-dominant dominance somewhere. Hold on. Here it is. Page 45. So I have a friend. I'd like you all to look her up. Carolyn Chambers Clark. She has her EDD. So she has her doctorate. And I met her when I was living in Florida in the nineties. And we both wrote like for nursing spectrum, some stuff on research. And she's a prolific writer. She's still writing today all over. She's all over Amazon and everything. So I had attended one of her seminars called nurturing the inner, inner can't talk, nurturing the inner nurse, nurse, not nerds, nurse. <laughs> I'm tired. Anyway, in the early nineties. And my mom, I remember was visiting from New Jersey at the time. So we went to this nurturing the inner nurse workshop and it was really, really cool. She used some new age music back then when nobody knew what that was. It was right. a long time ago. Yep. And we had like healthy snacks and yogurt and things like that. <laughs> so one of the things she had us do is to close our eyes from what I remember. And right, when you open your eyes, write a poem or anything with your non-dominant hand. So mine was my left hand. Yeah. So this poem came out of me in an entirely different rhythm serendipitously okay it's called non-dominant dominance because of that don't worry patient i will take care of you i won't abandon you i cherish our bond don't worry patient you can weep with ease you can say you're scared in the darkness surrounding i am your nurse here to assist you to cope with your loss the loss of your health Let's join our forces to reach our horizons, protecting our beings. Together, we're one. So that came out of me with my left hand. Um, it, it was more serene and calm when I wrote it and looked at it. And I went, wow, that is different. So tip for nurses, if you're writing, try it with your non-dominant hand and see yeah. what comes out. Yes. You know? But center first and, you know, meditate a little or be mindful and see what comes out. Think, visualize something that you'd want to write about. Yeah. You know, so for me, I guess a pattern in my poems is also I try to cross that bridge to the patient's perspective as well and empathize and use compassion, that kind of thing. That's you know? awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's such a great poem to, to close with too. Yeah, thank you. I mean, well, I... I, I, maybe I could come back sometime and do some more, but you absolutely can Everybody <laughs> on the podcast whenever you want to be on the podcast. <laughs> there are 40 poems in the book, along with a bonus section of haiku and nature photography. The ebook has the pictures in color. Oh, okay. There's the paperback as well as I um, narrated the audiobook. And they can get um, that on Amazon. They can also get yeah, it on the website. They, they have it on, yeah, through my website, through Amazon. Um, it's all over. You can ask any bookstore to order it because it's in uh, through Ingram, the distributor. Okay. Um, it's on Draft to Digital. It's on Barnes and Noble. Um, the, it's everywhere. Just Google po poetic expressions in nursing, sharing the caring. Um, and 
wherever you usually buy books, it should be available. Let me know if it's not, <laughs> because yeah, I've done both. a lot of work to get it out there. And um, yeah, I'd be happy to have you write a review, um, write to me. Uh, I think Nicole's going to put my information up there. Yep. Um, where I am. And I'm usually S-J-F-C-O-M-M-O, Commo, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And I have a page on Facebook, SJF Communications. It's all one word. And I'm on LinkedIn, Susan J. Faris, MSNRN, SJF Communications. Um, so I'm all over the place because that's part of what I do with PR. I, I need to be visible and yeah. help others be visible. Yeah. I also work with many clients that are over 60 years old that don't know anything about social media, are afraid of it, but they happen to be writers, so like these authors. So it's amazing how I can help somebody <laughs> with things that are second nature to me, which yeah. you guys can do too. You can probably help others. It's not a nursing capacity per se, but I use my nursing process with every client. I assess, yeah. plan, implement, evaluate when I'm working with a client in different ways. You know? That's awesome. So it's been so much fun. So much fun. I could talk to you for hours, definitely. Right? I'm like, well, I have my dinner time, but that's okay. It's fine. Oh, that's right. It's only, up dinner. And it's you, only 3.30. Puppy too. It's, it's only, only, what, 3.30? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's East Coast time. It's, it's 6.30. I know. I, but know. My puppy, I know. I don't know if you can hear my puppy barking, but he was- I can hear him. him. We have a cat that's 20, between 21 and 23 years old. We don't know for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. She likes oh, to- And poop. <laughs> that's yeah, basically what she does. And sleep. She's well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I thank look forward you. to having another conversation soon with all the poetry at some point in the future. Thank you so, so much. Best wishes to everybody. <laughs>